Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Odd Couple podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to The Best of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker. Every follower of the NFL today knows that DeAndre Hopkins, the all-pro wide receiver, was released today by the Arizona Cardinals. The question now is where will he go? He's a free agent, okay? Mm-hmm. And he has said last week on the I Am po- Athlete podcast, here's what he said. You just brought up quarterbacks. What are some of the quarterbacks out there, if you had a list, dope quarterbacks that I would love to throw me the ball the second part of my career? I would have to say one of my favorite quarterbacks that I've, I've been watching since he came in the league is Josh Allen. He reminds me of an old school or of a new school Andrew Luck. I love Josh Allen, uh, Jalen Hurts, uh, Houston kid, your dog Jalen, number three, Patrick Mahomes, obviously. Number four, I'm going to have to go with, uh, I got to go with the underdog, man, the people. Not, not a lot of people, people respect this guy, but, you know, as a, as a throwing quarterback, Lamar. Lamar Jackson, obviously. Number five, man, because there's it's some good quarterbacks out there that's young and good. I'm going to have to go with, uh, man, I'm going to have to go with my, my, my dude in San Diego. Well, with the Herbert. I'm going to have to go Justin Herbert. Herbert. Justin Herbert. All right. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to go through a few of these. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm going to pull out like where I'd like to see him go. Okay. I'm going to okay. take Jalen Hurts out. Look, they got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith. Not, they not don't, gonna right, right. Not gonna they don't right. need him. Right. And let's take money out. The Chiefs 
uh, they only have like a million. I think in the, in the bills as well. They don't oh, have much room, work. right? No. They don't. <laughs> now they can if they want to. You know, they want to move around some salaries, some money. Then they could go after him. So we'll keep them in the discussion. The Ravens have about twelve million where they can go get him. Um, so let me start. Let me start here though. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes would be phenomenal. And they lost, but if you're the Chiefs, you kind of may feel like, do you need him? All right. They got, here's their, they don't have a number one. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's their number one. Mm-hmm. Is Sky Moore going to emerge? Kadarius Tony's great, but can he stay healthy? And they got MVS, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling. They lost McCall Hardman and Juju Smith Schuster. Mahomes showed you last year, though. I don't really need a number one receiver. I've got Kelsey. I can make do with number twos at the receiver position. But if they add Hopkins, I would love to see it just because we'd see fireworks. But I'm a, Josh Allen, that's interesting. And he was the first guy he said, yeah. if I'm Buffalo Ephraim, I'm going to get DeAndre Hopkins because I think, look, their window is not closed by any stretch because Josh Allen – Looks like he's going to be a you know great quarterback for the long haul, and as long as he is that, their window will be open. But I mean, Kansas City's not going anywhere. Cincinnati's not going anywhere. Uh, we obviously know the Jets have gotten better. Like Miami, if Tua stays healthy, they're going to be dangerous. If he's already got Stephon Diggs, you give him DeAndre Hopkins. That's what they need. Look. They need to do something. There's a lot of people that feel like, eh, they kind of missed their chance. The window's still open, but they kind of missed their chance a couple years ago. You go get DeAndre Hopkins, and people change their tune. Then I'm going to say this, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you. I would like to see him go to either Buffalo or Baltimore. So you're going to take all the teams. You're going to leave me with nothing to talk about. <laughs> well, I'm just See, this what you did. You, this is what you did yesterday. Anytime we well, have a guest, I, I drop you ask. Knowledge. No, I no, leave no. People no. I'm speechless. Any, anytime I you do ask, leave people like, dang, what should I say? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to do what you do to me. I'm going to cut you off after you made your first point. Go ahead. You don't get ahead. to talk I'm, about I'm all of the teams. I'm going to let you come in. You sitting on the couch. I got the plastic on the couch so you can't make my stuff dirty. And you got your feet up. At least you took. <laughs> your shoes off. You got your feet up. I done sprayed the room with Glade, so we alright. So you, go ahead. Go you, ahead. You canceled out the two that normally people would cancel out. Then you wanted to talk about the last two. I'm like, bro, what, what, what go, are we doing the, here? The, the Ravens are yours. Go ahead. The Ravens are mine, and I would pick them over Buffalo because look what just transpired. We just heard sound from Lamar Jackson yesterday talking about how in order to get to where he needs to go, he's going to pass the ball more. And, yeah, they got uh, Zay Flowers, a young receiver. They got OBJ. No one really knows what he's going to bring. And right? really stay healthy. And, and stay healthy. So, to me – Bateman, same questions, right? Exactly. Got to stay healthy. And yep. they have 12 mil- – they have enough to entice him. He wants to play there. He wants to be uh, with Lamar Jackson. So, for me, I'm – as soon as the as soon as they cut him today, he would be in Baltimore right now. He would be in Baltimore right now because now, 
Now, if you're serious about having Lamar Jackson take that's that true. next step as a passer, then you definitely bring somebody in there who is a master at 50-50 balls. Now they yep. have now defenses have a serious problem when it comes to throwing the ball down the field and how to defend that with Lamar Jackson and and you add and um DeAndre Hopkins into that mix. That is nuts. Nah, look, I'm with you, and I agree. And in fact, if I'm Baltimore, I'm moving a little money around so I can give him more. Of course. Because he should, and I don't know if he would have an issue. Obviously, everybody loves OBJ, but he should make more money than OBJ. Oh, All right, OBJ is getting fifteen million. Of course, and so yeah. I would do that to make him happy, make him feel good. And we said it yesterday when we were talking about Baltimore, Ephraim. For all their really good receivers, they don't have a one. No, they don't. Right? Unless they, the Zay, Zay Flowers become something they may we don't have a possible. expect. They may right. have a possible. And Bateman has had injury issues. And again, mm-hmm. OBJ, even when he was younger, had injury issues. So I, I agree with you. I mean, I look, I would love to see him in Buffalo because that would take them to another level. But – I'm with you on Baltimore but, but because really, this is what I've wanted to see with Lamar. Of see, course. see him with a great number one. And look at the look at I get Buffalo and 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 that division with the Jets an upstart. We're gonna see what they are with, with Aaron Rodgers now. We got if Tua can stay healthy, there's yep. still some questions there. But what we do know with Baltimore is there is no question with the Bengals. There is no questions with the no, Bengals no. in that division. Right. So if you're if you're competing to take to snatch that division away from Baltimore, I mean from uh from Cincinnati, Cincinnati right? Then you got to do what you got to do to I get agree. there. And this move right there would put all the pressure on them. And that's what you want to do. Even before training camp, you want to start putting pressure on teams in your division to try to combat what you're yep. doing in the offseason. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This league uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. It's been fun, but it's really about to get fun. Because Scottie Pippen is at it again. And I'm going to say I'm going to say something after his comments quickly. I'm going to let Ephraim go. And then I, I got something to say. But I, I do want to just say a little something after Scottie's comments that he made to Stacey King. Now, Scottie, of course, has six championships with Michael Jordan. Stacey King has three championships with Michael Jordan, the first three, Pete. And here's what Scottie Pippen said. When talking, asked about the GOAT. LeBron will be the greatest statistical guy to ever play the game of basketball. And there's no comparison to him. None. So, does that make him the greatest player to ever play the game? I'll leave that out for debating. Because I don't believe that there's a great player. Because our game is a team game. And one player can't do it. Like, i seen Michael Jordan play before I came to play with the Bulls. You guys seen him play. He's a horrible player. He was horrible to play with. He was all one-on-one. He's shooting bad shots. And all of a sudden, we become a team and we start winning. Everybody forgot who he was. Ooh. Okay. All right, first, this is what I want to say, and then I'll, I'll let you go, Eva. Scotty, 
First, Scotty's all over the place. <laughs> Scotty has said Jordan's the goat. Well, he said LeBron's the goat. Then he says Jordan's the goat. Then he flip flopped again, and now this. All right. He's also. I remember he's also talking said, to Scotty. He's the also, first time he said that LeBron was the goat. I asked him the question, or it wasn't even the goat. It was is he better than Jordan? It was on Mike and Mike. I was co-hosting Mike and Mike in the morning back at ESPN. And I had talked to Scott. He had been doing some stuff for ESPN. And I had talked to him in the halls. And I had asked him about the top players and stuff. And he said something that made me question, really made me feel like, you know what? He don't think Mike's the GOAT. I don't even think we were using GOAT term. I don't even know at that time, right? This was years ago. And I said, but I was like, I don't think he thinks Mike's the best. And so we had him on Mike and Mike a couple days later or a week later, whatever, uh, on the air. He was on the phone. And I asked him, is LeBron better than Michael Jordan? And that's when he said he was. He's a better all-around player. I think he said he's a better player than Mike. And then, of course, he got flack. I'm sure Mike called him, Ron Harper, they all got in his ear. And next thing you know, he's talking about Jordan being the GOAT. And he's flip-flopped several times. This, though, he's bitter. He's bitter. Yeah. Right? Remember after the last dance, he came out with something hating on Jordan, his book. And now you actually have the audacity. I don't know if he misspoke. He said he was a horrible player. It's one thing to be if he had said he was horrible to play with. I would disagree with that, but if you felt like he's taking all the shots, you know, he, you know, he shot at a high efficiency rate, but he's taking all the shots. Okay, you didn't like playing with him. To say horrible player, and then they forgot who he was. Like, oh, he was still he was horrible, and people overrated him when he started winning. I got my thoughts. I'm gonna let you go though first. I just wanted to say that Scotty is out there. You, you also have to remember during the flip flop, he said he was the goat as well. Did I, you I, left, I, I yeah, missed that? Yeah, you left he that part out. He was the goat. Yes. <laughs> God. Yes. Please. So it, it, it within one of those him, you, me, it was a it was a me in there for for Scotty. <laughs> Scotty's coming from a perspective of a player, another dynamic great player who joins a great player and they accomplish something together and he doesn't get any of the credit, right? It's when you marry up, right? You got the money, but your wife looks better than you and she gets Way all better. the attention. And you, get to, she, you get the attention. She gets the attention. You feel a certain type of way. She got well, the money, it, too, though. Right. It, it, well, now, you yeah. You got a little bit of money. She got all the money, and it's fine. Right. You got a little bit of money, and you okay. Now you holding the purse <laughs> on the red carpet. Scotty's tired of holding the purse on the red carpet. So you also got to look at what's going on in his personal life, right? The ex-wife dating Michael Jordan's son. Like th- That this can't is, feel good. This is deep, brother. That there's can't some, feel good. Can we stop moves. there for a second? Yeah. Not, we ain't got to go too deep in it. It's a but moves, just, bro. If, your, if my daughter, or let's, if my wife, I mean, we still married, but if my wife was dating Rob's one of my son. boy's sons. Rob's, Rob's, Rob's Rob Parker's son. <laughs> or my daughter was dating Rob. Yes. I'm salty. I'm sorry. I'm upset. 
Y'all got to fight. Y'all got to fight every day. We got to fight. We, we got to fight every day. So, <laughs> Scotty's all over the place because life right now is all over the place. Yep. No, he's, dealing with a, he's dealing with a lot of things, right? And you know, when you're dealing with personal matters, your own self-worth, what you've meant in your career, what other what others perceive you as being, and now with the personal aspect of it, brother, that's enough to drive you crazy. That's enough to make yeah. you flip-flop. That's enough to make you pull at straws and strings trying to find your footing, and that's what we're seeing. Look, in some aspects, Scottie Pippen isn't all wrong. Because what the, 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 the simple fact that before Scottie Pippen got there, Michael Jordan was a dynamic player. I'm not going to agree with him that he was terrible. He may have been a terrible teammate because Michael was about that life, right? I'm going to get this. If y'all I'm not coming, y'all not coming, right? But then you get somebody with the talent and the ability to match your 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 vibrato, to match your energy, to match your style Scotty of play. Scotty didn't do all that, though. No, Scotty was a defensive aficionado. So him and Jordan at the top of the key. Brother, you remember what he did to Mark Jackson? You remember what Scotty Pippen did to Mark Jackson in the playoffs? I Magic Johnson. Right? So when you have somebody of that caliber who can also score 30. Scotty? Now, yeah, What? Scotty never averaged more than 23 points a game. I said who can score 30. Oh, occasionally. Who can score 30? Okay. Right? So if Jordan has 33 and Scotty has 32, like that Michael was Jordan. a rarity. Scotty wasn't a huge scorer. Hey man. Scottie, In fact, his career high was 22 points a game and that was when Mike wasn't there. Scotty Pippen was a dynamic long wing. Yeah, the likes get, we hadn't seen before with the speed eh, of a smaller defender. That's a little much. Whoa. Clyde Drexler was a better defender than. No, I'm not saying he was a better. Oh, okay, defender. well you gotta listen to what I'm saying. Then. I, I you think he was a better to, player, but you gotta listen to what I'm saying, though, right? You just jumping in with names, right? I was talking about his defensive prowess, his speed, how he could change the game, and you throw out Clyde Drexler. Right, okay, well, uh, Clyde Drexler was great. Was better than than Pippen offensively, yes, because he was a number Period. one on the team. If I had his, to start a team, I'm taking Clyde Drexler over Scottie Pippen. So if you're starting a team, you would take Michael Jordan and Clyde Drexler. Yes. Oh no. They would have been ridiculous. Yeah, but I'm not gonna do that. Because I'm gonna take Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen because now I know I can lock down the backcourt. Done. That's over. All right. Let me give you my take on Scottie Pippen, who is a great player. There I don't want to take anything away from him being an all time great player. No and he and Jordan are clearly the best perimeter duo ever. And if you just go by success, the best duo, period. Um, here's the thing, though. And I I have always felt that this isn't new. This isn't based on Scotty going overboard, way overboard with his comments. I have felt this way since I was watching the Bulls play when Scotty entered the league. We know he came from the University of Central Arkansas. Right, We know he was a late bloomer. We know nobody knew about him when he was drafted, and he was raw. When I watched Scotty, Scotty Pippen averaged seven points as a rookie. He averaged 14 his second year, 16 his third. And when I, I remember watching Scotty Pippen 
and saying to myself as he grew and got better and better and better, this dude is kind of mimicking Michael Jordan's game. Like he's learning. I could see him learning from Jordan. And if you talk to people in that organization who were there at that time, they say Scotty learned like how to work hard from Mike. He learned how to be a professional from Mike. You know, he and he obviously his game got incredible. But I think I honestly believe if Scotty doesn't go to the Bulls and he goes somewhere else, I don't think he becomes what he did. And I also believe that had any other really good, talented wing player gone to Chicago, they now they I'm not saying it would have been the defender that Scotty was. He's an all-time great defender. But they could have been, they would have blossomed and developed as well. And I think they still would have won titles. So I can't find a big argument in that, what you're saying. But what I think you're doing is you're looking at that duo defensively, like you're looking maybe like in today's NBA. But back then. The way they played, the way Scottie Pippen played defense, the physicality of him playing defense. Well, no, he was awesome. And Jordan, too. Both of them were. I don't know if you supplement any other player right there and they'll, they'll be able to give you that defense and the offense that Scottie Pippen was able to do for Michael Jordan to win those championships like he do. I don't, I, I don't know who that player would be. Well, uh, let's take Drexler, for example. Yes. Drexler would give you would not give you as good a defense, but I tell you this, with Jordan as a teammate, his defense would have been better. Cause he Jordan would have been on him. Like, look, we gotta play this defense. And Scotty Pippen or, has some Or bad, was Clyde Drexler an alpha as well? He wasn't an alpha like Mike. On his but team think, he was. I think Clyde would on yeah, his team but he, he was. But, but he wasn't he wasn't quite like Mike. Nobody I mean, was Mike's like Mike. Duh, right? Like, well, I mean, he, it's a one of one. Michael Jordan is a one of one. So right. nobody would be Mike. But what I'm saying well, is, yeah, probably I would Drexler, say a Kobe was there with Mike. Yeah, that's you know, one. That's one few, B right there. That's one but A or whatever. Drexler would he? I think like I talked to Clyde about this just years after they retired. But he was like, "Look, I wanted Portland to draft Michael." Remember, that was the whole big thing. They drafted Sam, Sam Bowie because they were like, in, which at that time you get, Bowie was a seven-footer. He was supposed to be great. He was good in college when he was healthy. And you had Drexler, right? You're like, we got a great wing player. but We Drexler got an alpha. Like, we me have and, an me alpha. Me and Mike can play together. And they went in a different direction. But don't forget, Scotty had some bad playoff games scoring the ball. Seven yep. points mm-hmm. a few times. Two points. Remember that game seven that they lost to Detroit? And he's, now, he had a migraine. I'll give him that. But he played 42 minutes, one for 10, two points. He had 13-point games, 11-point games, 14-point playoff games, and Mike went for 40. So my point is this, because I agree. I don't think Clyde would have been the defender that Scotty was. So I think he could have got close. But he would have been much better offensively because he could have run the team. Because Scotty, remember, was a point forward. Drexler could have done that, and he was giving you more points. Well, at this point, we'd have to say the old saying, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. 
because if we can go back in our <laughs> can we agree though, Scotty? Time, like you said, uh, horrible. Really, he's laughing. No, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, yeah. Of course. I mean, that's 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 that's, yeah. that's the pain. Yeah, that's that, the pain. He's we, we hurt people. Hurt people. <laughs> right, right, right. Now let me say this, Ephraim, for those because we got some youngins listening that are like, oh. They digging in the they digging in the the archives now, trying to look for reasons that oh you gonna see some memes out there about how why LeBron's better than Jordan because Jordan was horrible for the first three years of his career. Let me let me just school y'all. Michael Jordan stepped into the league from day one on a team that everyone knows was drug riddled. Okay. Oh, oh, it was drug a, it, riddled. Yeah. It was wide gave, open. Right. Gave him 28 points, six assists, six and a half rebounds. And here's the key. On 51% shooting from the field. Now, you know, Ephraim, you played. Especially back in the day when the three-pointer wasn't as prominent. 50-point shooting is – shooting is what you shot for, right? Yeah. Like, oh, you weren't – That's the standard. Efficient. Right. That's the that's standard. That's what you wanted. And the ne- then he got hurt. The next year, third year, the year before Scotty got there, Jordan was 37 points, uh, five rebounds, and four and a half assists on 48%. Let the league shoot. is scoring. Yeah, 37 on now 48% shooting for that's, a guard? That's not a that's not a, a, a awful player. What that Thank is you. is someone who may not necessarily been a team player. He doesn't he doesn't trust the team. Because of the team, the talent on the team, so he's going into it like, y'all I got back to on get up busy. now. Y'all come set the screen and y'all get on about the way. Now I'm gonna do my thing. And, and, and he, he was, did, and did it efficiently though. Yeah, to did. me, that's why Kobe. Here's the context: He shot 48 percent that year, which is good for a guard. Kobe never ever in his career shot even 47 percent. Kobe never shot better than 46 percent. And remember, that's with eight years of Shaq. Drawing double and triple teams at times. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life. Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Boston Celtics have found themselves. (laughs) And now they've won the last two games. They've blown... Out the heat in the last two games. And they are not on the verge yet because they still have to take care of business in game six first. But Ephraim, they are on the verge or getting close, I should say, to making history and becoming the first team ever to come back from a 3-0 deficit. And, And one thing I think you can speak to that only a handful of people, i.e., ex-professional athletes or current professional athletes can speak to is because I played college ball, basketball. And one thing I, I just feel like as an athlete, from we on the outside, we're like, man, they, they're down 3-0. There is no way they're coming back. They, you know, they're done. But I would think as an athlete, particularly when you're the better team, at least, you know, your record was way better. You've beaten that team last year in the playoffs. You have the most talent. It's one thing if you you know they're better, right? Like, and which is what happens in most 3-0 series. You know they're better. That's why they're up 3-0. This is a different animal. This is the worst, in my opinion, the worst team is up 3-0. And so don't do you agree that as an athlete while we're on the outside saying man they ain't going there's no way they're going to win four in a row they're looking at it like it's one game we're better all we got to this one game it's a long game we have a chance we can go out there and prove 
that we're better each and every night. Like, I even played, when I played, we played teams I knew were better. Like, their record was better. They had beaten us before. Going into the game, I felt like we going to get it done tonight. I really did, and we didn't a lot of times, most times. But you <laughs> felt, you know, like you really feel that way. Of course. You're an athlete. So, right, is it, it's different. Like, Boston is not looking at it like we are. Like, oh, my gosh, this is a mammoth obstacle for them. Am I right in that, the, the way they're looking at it? Yeah, you, you are right in the way they're looking at it. If you're a Celtic, what you're saying is one game at a time. We're not talking about game seven. We don't care about game seven because there is no game seven without game six. Two games ago, there was no game five without game four. Right. So you're one of the – when you compartmentalize and say, you mean to tell me we can't go out here and win one game? We can't go win one game. Everybody in this locker room, all the talent in here, you mean to tell me we can't go out and win one game? Can you hustle and dive on the ground and dive in the stands for one game? The answer is, of course, yes. But when you make it, we got to win four in a row. Right. Right? That seems daunting. So you got to shut that part of your brain off, and you got to individualize each and every game. Each and every possession. That's how you conquer an insurmountable feat. And we're seeing them do that. The hustle level, the defense, the 50-50 balls. Yep. The getting back in transition defense. The chasing uh, Miami off off the the three-point line. We're seeing them do that, and they didn't do it in the first three games. Yep. Now, to combat that, that same mentality is in the – it's – yo, it's over. One game. Right, right. All we got They got to beat us four times. We got to <laughs> win one. You mean to tell me we can't win one out of four? Here's so the it's, thing. It's a it's a it's a it's a, a psychological thing within that locker room and how you're looking at the challenge ahead of you. The Heat and and look, I agree. They're thinking we gonna win, like Jimmy Butler said, we about to win the next game. But the dip to me, this is on Boston. Boston can make history if they bring their A game, and that means just hustling and executing and doing what they do because they are the more talented team. And people shouldn't – I mean, I think in a moment of truth, Miami might even admit that. On paper, there's no doubt they're the more talented team. No doubt. So if they just bring it, they should win. And I'll say this, Ephraim, as they're getting close to potentially making history, like even if they win game six, and we had, I think Kerry said it, I think – that if, you know, they win game six, they got it. And that's what a lot of people are saying, right? I, yes, I would pick them in game seven, but I would not, like, be like, oh, it's over. They got this because of them. Because they they should right. never have been down 3-0. They don't bring their A game for a week and a half straight, and just like this, this, they have trouble handling prosperity. 
And if they get up or if they tie this thing 3-3, they've won three straight. They're at home. Maybe Gabe Vincent is still out for all we know. That's prosperity. And everybody's in the world saying it's over. And you're about to make history. And you're going to be the first team to come back from 3-0 out of 151 teams. I Look, again, I would pick them. But, man, it wouldn't surprise me in the least bit if they push this thing to seven and lay an egg on their home floor in game seven. Yeah, we've seen that. But we've also seen a sensational game seven by Tatum. I mean, I hope they do it. Right. I don't. They usually do that when their backs are against the wall. Now, granted, I guess that's your backs against the wall, right? Every game. But it's kind of not because now it's even. But, you know. Miami's in position – and they have been for two uh, for two games. For this to be over, I think Miami's coached too well. I think they're going to get a little bit healthier, and I think at home, I think they're going to leave it all out there. So much so that if Boston does come away with the win, Miami will be spent. Because that's that, how you got to play. That makes you some have, sense. Tomorrow is your game seven. You can't – like you have to go into tomorrow's game with the mentality of this is our game seven. We will be eliminated if we lose this game. And if Miami does that, we're going to see a different Miami team than we saw the last two games. So, and, and to your, so what you're saying too, though, is if they lose, if yes. they do all that, and lose, it's we, over. We it's had over the anyway. best strategy, right? We had it's, the it's best strategy. Anyway. Yep. I hear you, but Boston is just fickle. That's the problem. Yeah. They are fickle, and I agree with you on what you said about Miami, particularly as it relates to, I'm just going to say it, a Caleb Martin. A Max Struess, a Duncan Robinson. Yeah, they happen to be three undrafted players. I don't think the one guy who won't be that way, and may I, there's a few I think, but the one guy is Jimmy Butler. I don't think he's gonna be like, man, we 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 did everything we could, we and we still lost. This is over. He's been through too much. And I also think Kyle Lowry. Now, Kyle, at his this stage of his career, can only do so much. But I think he also would have a, a strong mentality in that situation. But I, I hear you. That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, and Butler only had 14. Here's the thing with Butler, even. And this is why I, I did trust Tatum, one reason, more than Butler last night. Obviously, Tatum, as you said, has stepped up in in elimination games. But also, Jimmy has been carrying this team through Milwaukee, through New York, and now through Boston. He has had to do what no one else. Jokic hasn't had to do this. LeBron, KD, Booker, uh, Tatum. Like, they all got help. LeBron got two. Right, him and AD. Uh, Jokic has Jamal Murray. Uh, Steph had, you know, Clay and Draymond. 
Uh, Tatum has Brown. Embiid had Harden. Like, they all got another guy, with all due respect to Bam and the crew, Jimmy has had to carry a load no one else has had to, and I don't think it's worn him down mentally, but it might wear you down. You you just can't do it because he's not LeBron. We're not talking about a super-duper all-time great here. We're talking about an all-star who may end up working his way into the Hall of Fame. So Jimmy Butler only took 10 shots last game. Jimmy Butler won't just take 10 shots this this next game, game six. Jimmy Butler will get upwards of about 26 shots up. If he's on, they cooked. Because what that does is if he gets 26 shots up, a good portion of those are going to get him to the free throw line because he's attacking the mid-range and, yep. and, and, and he's attacking the rim. He's not just going to stand out there and shoot 15 threes. It's not going to happen. He may give you six or, or at the most six threes, but, you know, right around three well, he, or four. Yeah, I mean, he's not a three. Yeah, right about three or four, depending three. on how he's feeling and how these things right. are falling. He'll give you three or four. So the the the, uh, the other 22 of those shots are going to be free throw line in. <laughs> right? So yep. he's going to put the pressure on the Celtics, and he's going to make them – Stop him. And what that does is that frees up a lot of people because we know when Jimmy gets hot, brother, we've never seen anything like it, man. We can't even quantify it. We can't even explain why it's happening. So I look for him to get up at least 26 shots. Watch. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? Step up like a boss and save the day? Or see what life's like under the tree of life? Did you? If you could. Would you? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play. Bring the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, 
iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.